and welcome to the fifth episode of Sweet Tea and D&D. It's a podcast where Jamie and I discuss the lore and legends of D&D as well as our personal experience as dungeon masters and players, all while drinking the sweetest of teas. You were uncomfortably silent over there, and I'm not sure what to do about it. You were speaking. Oh, okay, cool. That's, what, that, that's how turn-taking and conversation works. Oh, I've never done that before. <laughs> I like interrupting. <laughs> I like both. Hashtag social skills. Hashtag scientist. Hashtag no social skills. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm very great at parties. I never go to parties. <laughs> so, Jesus. today I'm going to be talking about The Boggle, which is not a fun game to play with your family, uh, which can be found on page 128 on Volo's Guide to Monsters. Uh, so, just to get started, they are present in both the material and fae wild. Uh, they are considered fae creatures. Uh, they enjoy messing with others by pulling minor pranks or scaring their victims by hiding under the victim bed, the victim's bed, or just breaking your knickknacks. So, if you got that commemorative plate, they're going to break it. So, it's kind of like a poltergeist, huh? It's kind of like a poltergeist, but less evil, because apparently poltergeists are evil, according to the other podcast we all listen to. So... Uh, they are born from loneliness and emerge into the material plane when the Feywild and the material plane kind of intersect, like that area where they they, they kiss and they touch, and it's like Feywild. So, so, like, wild magic areas. So, is it from a person, or just... It just spawns from the Feywild. It's just like, poop, and it was born. Imagine the birth of it. But it's born a- <laughs> from loneliness? It's born from loneliness. So, <laughs> I've made a lot of these. I was going to say, am I, am I secretly a boggle? <laughs> <laughs> At three in the morning when I'm working in a lab, boggles, boggles When everywhere. I'm sitting naked in a beanbag eating Cheetos, am I a boggle? Thank you, Ron. <laughs> if you're eating Cheetos, you're never alone. You got Chester's the- there. Chester. <laughs> Spending what you've eaten before you've eaten the Cheetos, you're never alone. All right, so... They can uh, be conjured by children who feel isolated or alone, and they are often counted as, like, imaginary friends of these kids. So we all had one of those as a kid, unless you're normal. Uh, So (laughs) they can appear in attics of the lonely or the caves of a hermit. Uh, They engage in petty pranks just to pass the time, and they cause distress, not harm. So they might hide your baby in the attic, but they're not going to stab your baby in the attic. And that's an important distinction. Feel like you went from zero to a hundred. It's super mentioned fast. in the book. So it not the stabbing not. part, but it is oh. like they'll hide your baby in an attic. They'll hide your baby in an attic. Yeah, at least you'll get some goddamn Holy peace and quiet hell. for a little bit. Our producer has children. The speakers do not. I could just see okay, don't put that on me. I'm having this horrifying vision of like your baby just levitating out of its crib and then just being carried up the stairs and then brought into It's even better. Attic. It doesn't even have to be levitated. And I'll go over that in a second. Oh, so, uh, they, uh, this is the weird part. Uh, if they are threatened, they'll flee. But also, their skin secretes oily substances, much like a teenager. And uh, it can either be slippery or it can be sticky. Much, much like, like a, a teenager. teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, teenagers, if you're listening. You know it's true. You know it's yeah, You've seen it. So, uh, what's, uh, this stuff can dry out after about a year and then, it, uh, uh, sorry, an hour, not a year, and then it disappears. That'd be a long stain. Uh, they uh, have this great ability to open portals or dimensional rifts as long as something is framed. So, if they're reaching out from underneath a bed, they can open a portal as long as it's not on one side longer than 10 feet. So as long as your bed's short, they can reach through it. So if there's anything square or any closed shape, they can reach through it and open up a portal for themselves to move through, to steal stuff from, to attack. 
So they make great servants if you use your authoritative voice with them. Uh, so using your big voice to command them will kind of get them to fall into line, although they are still conniving little sons of bitches. Uh, the book mentions that hags will also contro- often control them, or femorians. Um, warlocks that have aligned with the Archfey patron uh, can often be found controlling them, so that's kind of an interesting little thing. I also thought it would be nice if they were little spies for their patron. Or just lonely little people. Or lonely warlocks. Or army of... Boggles. <laughs> so uh, it is important to note that if they are bored, they will find a way to entertain themselves, whether that's harassing your players, harassing NPCs, whatever it takes to break your knickknacks. So uh, physical description wise, uh, you can see our drawings that we're going to post on our Instagram account of what we have drawn them to look like. Uh, they're small creatures with pointed ears and gray skin as depicted in the fifth edition book. Uh, they are a lot creepier in the other ones looking at you second and fourth edition. Uh, to me, it looks like they uh, put a pointy eared Woody Harrelson's head onto a tiny lanky body. It's really, I'll show you the picture and you will get it. It literally looks like Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson? Harrelson. 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 Woody Harrelson. I apologize if you're listening. I'm sorry you didn't get any Twinkies in Zombieland. So, what? If Woody Harrelson listens to our podcast, I wouldn't even know what to do. Isn't he from Texas? Yeah. No, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Michael Matthew McConaughey. Michael McConaughey. <laughs> A good old Michael. Matthew McConaughey is. Yeah. I grew up in that town. So. It's not all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep living. All right. So they are small, chaotic, neutral, fake creatures. Uh, they have an AC of 14. Their HP baseline is 18 uh, with a max of 28. I'm going to make a lot of bit noise. Then. I'm sorry. Uh, they have a normal and climb speed of 30. Uh, a normal and... Yeah, that made sense, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. Can you read today? I can't. I've, they have a normal and climb speed of 30. Important information. Uh, their stats are fairly low because they only have a CR of one-eighth. Nice. So they are puny as fuck. So their stats are fairly low, but they have a plus four to dexterity and a plus one to constitution uh, for their modifiers. And all their other skills are negatives, though. <laughs> So they're wow. doing great. It's a miracle they live this long. So they have a plus three to perception and a plus six to stealth and sleight of hand, and they are resistant to fire damage. Uh, they have dark vision up to 60 feet and a passive perception of 13, and they only know Sylvan. So good luck translating that crap. Uh, okay. Now, as I mentioned before, they excrete things like mm. other things do, and uh, they can produce boggle oil, which we should bottle that and sell it. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay, from now on, it is canon that in my story, boggle oil is personal lubricant. Just saying that out there now. Oh, boggle oil. The or slipper. an adhesive from yeah, what it's it the like. It's the slipperiest. <laughs> so, It'll uh, slip right in. <laughs> uh, keep that in, producer who had to listen to that. So, uh, it's either slippery or sticky, as I mentioned before. Uh, and it is non-flammable. But while I was writing this, I had the greatest idea of it'd be funny if it was flammable. Because imagine hitting a boggle, which is currently sweating out slippery, sticker, sticky goo with a firebolt and watching it run around like an idiot because it's on fire. That would be great. I'd be like, oh, Gondor of- calls for aid. Light the boggle. Yeah, little gremlins. They look kind of like gremlins. They have really, really long arms. It's um, creepy. So... Are all of their bodily excretions sticky or slippery, or is it just their sweat? That it's their excretions from their skin. So it's not like they shit and it's super slippery. That would be very funny. Ghost poop. 
<laughs> no cleanup. <laughs> How would you describe your bowels? Slippery, clingy, perky. Gosh. You're welcome. That's a Bob's Burgers reference. Look it up. Uh, so uh, they can make these slippery or greasy or I'm oh, sorry, slippery or sticky uh, secretions. Uh, and they can change the type as a bonus action. So they can coat themselves in it. Uh, if they are slippery, they have advantage on saves when it comes to being grappled or trapped or pinned or something along the lines or sn- slipping through small crevices. Yeah. <laughs> it's the slipperiest. Uh, so with the sticky oil, they gain advantage on athletics checks when it comes to sticking to a target for a grapple. Uh, it also, they can climb difficult terrain or surfaces so they can walk up walls uh, and hang upside down from their feet without <laughs> losing their hands. Yeah, you're welcome for that. So, uh, they can also use my favorite thing, which is called a dimensional rift. As long as they have a frame within five feet of them, and because that's their reach, uh, and it cannot be more than 10 feet wide on one side, uh, they can reach through it up to 30 feet away and attack, grab, or slip through it themselves. So, uh, I don't understand this. They have a frame? Any three to four sided shape that does not exceed 10 feet on one side. Yep. Um, so, but how does, what do they, what do you mean attack? I don't get how that comes out. Like, did you see the new Incredibles movie? Yeah. You know, the girl who opens you portals? You say that as we, we watched it, it yeah. together. So <laughs> just bringing it up. So the girl who can open portals, it's essentially that, but you just reach through and punch people and then go back to your normal day. But I mean, I don't know. I guess because her portals had an opposite portal. Yeah, it creates two portals. Okay. It's See, like linking I, two spaces. It's like a little so wormhole it's, it's like for 30 the feet. game portal. Yes. <laughs> but without angry robots. And the cake is real in this case. But, but it's covered in their oil. Oh, God. You, it's like, a, it's like it the jigsaw It just slides right killer. down with exquisite mouthfeel. That's two Bob's Burgers, right? It's just like a, a game of Saw. It's like, oh, you can have this great cake that's covered in boggle juice. God, don't call it boggle juice. <laughs> this is what it is. You have to Ooh. wring out those little boggles and get their sweet, <laughs> slippery goodness. <laughs> you win that round. All right. Yeah, so uh, they can do it as long as it is 30 feet away. Uh, they can slip through it themselves, and it does last until the end of their next turn. So if they want to run back through it, if they have the time to, they can. So they can appear one location, fuck you up, and then use the rest of their movement to go somewhere else. Nice. So I neglected to read that the last time I did it. So fun. Uh, they can uh, also sniff you out like a bloodhound. They have advantage on smell checks. So... Hopefully they don't constantly yeah, sniff themselves. Don't smell no. checks. You're welcome. Okay, what sensories checks of sniffing? I don't know what to call that. They're like, odor checks. Well, you know when they have like dogs and stuff in uh, in five E, they usually call it keen smell or yeah, something like that. They have that. a keen sense of smell. It's just, what the description you just is. Said smell check. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be pointed out. I was thinking like <laughs> smell check. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. No one will get that because I can't see what I just did. He so, snipped his armpit. Yeah. <laughs> Secret. Uh, so their main attack is to pummel, which they are super shit at. They have a plus one to do so because they're really rocking that pummeling. I almost said fisting again, but that's, <laughs> that was zombies. You're good. Uh, they do 1d6 minus one damage or the default two. So they're really going to ruin your day if you're not careful. It's like <laughs> getting show. punched by a toddler, huh? Yep. Which they might hide in an attic. Who knows? <laughs> so 
Uh, they can also create an oil puddle that is either slippery or sticky. Uh, the puddle is difficult to rain for every creature but the boggle, and it lasts for one hour. If your players or some creature were to stumble into this slippery puddle, uh, it is a DC 11 deck save or they fall prone. If it is a sticky puddle, it is a DC 11 strength save or they are restrained. So it's a good way to get them stuck into something. Uh, if they fail the first check, they can do another round on their take an action to get out of it again. So as for combat tactics, I didn't really write anything because they have a plus one to hit and they do so little damage. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to like punch a child or something in game, I guess that'll work. They have low hit points or a cat. But um, as for uh, like actual combat, probably should keep them out of it. As I mentioned, they're very frightful creatures. So if they feel threatened, they'll leave. Uh, they should, however, torment your loneliest player is what I would like to think. So if you have that one lone player who's like, I'm a loner. I don't deal with the party. That's why you went after me. I can't. No, I went after somebody else. You never knew. Uh, so, uh, either way, that player was the loner and I, maybe it was. It's been a while. No, it wasn't him. You went after, I think I was you went after Nick's character. Yeah, I was. Cause Nick's is like, nobody likes me. And I was just happened to be with him. Yeah. yeah. It was his background that stayed. He's they a loner. Went, they went off into the forest together and mm. got in a slippery mess and. Yeah, it was. Couldn't find <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but it made for a good story. It, was it cool. made for a great story. It was fun to torment them because they weren't supposed to go to that fucking town in the first place. So it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> um, if, uh, your players aren't sad enough, you can always have them working for a fake creature who has a little more of a domineering personality. If they're not sad yeah, if enough. If they're not lonely enough. Sometimes you might have a player who was breaking the norm and had a backstory where their parents weren't dead. That's hard mode right there. Yeah, there we go. Most of our party doesn't have that now, so it's great. My so, so one thing I would recommend is that you do use their climb speed, so they can move 30 feet using the spell, or their dimensional rifts, so you can have them mess with somebody and then go up a tree because they are capable of doing so. Uh, you can use that tree to also gain additional coverage whenever your players are trying to attack them, as they are very squishy. Uh, remember that they can attack through their portals also deal through their portals so uh you can have one of them just reach up into the air open a portal and punch into it as long as it's framed and just punch one of your players in the nads or other reproductive organs uh and lastly remember that they can attack through their portals oh i had just said that so yeah remember that again uh so my favorite trick is that players standing at on two different feet technically create a frame. So as long as they are standing, it forms a three-sided shape, also known as a triangle, and the boggle can technically teleport or reach through it. <laughs> what were you going to... Just no. let's say it. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because you said a three-sided shape. That's a triangle. It's like, the other one's just an angle. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. So, three-sided shape. Uh, as it goes through it, it can teleport at least 30 or the maximum 30 feet away. And then it could use its other action to run. I really so, want to use one of these now. Move speed to run. I want to use one of these now and just have it be like a friend to a lonely old lady in a game. Like she just has this little boggle that Definitely shows up. Yes. <laughs> it's just a bunch That's of That's one of the descriptions. Boggles. Like a lonely old hag. Not a hag, but like a lonely woman who lost their relative. Like just a lonely boggles. old lady who like leaves out food for the boggles, and the boggles just take it yeah, because because they're a, there. Yeah, because it's consistency. Yeah. So with that, uh, I would suggest you don't really use them for up close combat because they're very use squishy. them as a companion to an old lady. So, yeah, unless you have an <laughs> army, don't. 
Uh, so personal stories, as they've kind of already mentioned, I have used Boggles before. Uh, the reason they were in this area is because they actually worked for a coven of hags and they were taking children from the nearby town. They weren't there in town long enough to know what was going on. So the Boggles were bringing children to the hags to turn into other hags. So that, that happens. But uh, they, As they do. As they do. We can talk about <laughs> hags eventually so oh uh we'll think about it we it's, have so many hags it's got multiple stories. pages oh yeah hags are great oh well, uh you, look at my face we have hag stories i have hag stories oh the potion one the oh, love potion number nine sweet baby lord uh, that, that's what i'm doing next i have to do hags yep yep and you know that person listens so hey yep, hey <laughs> you know what you did you know what you did you did not play this game. game, so yeah. Oh, All right, so I don't want to talk about hags. I still have PTSD from the last hag. That's oh, true. Yeah. The baby eating hag. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, they would lure <laughs> kids away from their homes and taking them uh, uh, to the hags. Uh, however, my party ended up camping in the forest. Don't lick the microphone. Uh, camping in the forest and were harassed throughout the night. Uh, if you have enough of them, you can use them to make sure the party does not get a full night's rest. So I like to think of it as they're not protected. You can just, like, reach out and slap them on the forehead. Particularly, it's fun with casters, so if they can't sleep through the night and don't get eight hours, they don't get their spells back. If you want to make it, like, hard mode, but, I mean, what's the fun of a spellcaster if they can't do that? So, uh, I have, as a next segment type thing, I propose this question to our listeners, uh, which you can contact us via Twitter or Instagram. Or email, because we Facebook have one of those. Or I, I don't know about thing. the Facebook. I don't know how to do that. I know about the Facebooks. <laughs> Jamie will deal with that. So uh, <laughs> with that, uh, you can contact us at pretty much any social media platform. We are known as Sweet T and D-N-D. D-N is in the letter. Uh, my question to you is, can a boggle get through Liaman's tiny hut, the spell? Because it'd be funny if it could slap their faces through a tiny hut. So uh, Or steal their shit from Liaman's tiny hut. So... I think I know the answer, but uh, I mean, you're as a DM, you can do whatever you want. Well, so. remind us of the parameters of the spell. <sighs> you didn't think this far ahead, did you? I planned ahead. I just uh, maybe if my internet works. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. All right. So a ten foot radius dome appears around you, and up to nine medium or smaller creatures in the area. The spell fails if there is a creature larger than medium or more than nine creatures. The spell ends if you have its air, if you leave its area. The dome is immobile. Until the spell ends, you can make the inside be dimly lit or dark. The outside is opaque in any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. Creatures and objects in the domed area, when this cast the spell, can move through it freely. Everything else is unable to enter. Spells and other magical effects can't pass through the barrier of the dome on either end. The dome's atmosphere is always comfortable and dry, no matter the suitable the outside weather. So it says spells and other magical effects cannot pass the barrier of the dome on either end. So that means you can't cast through it or from inside of it. Mm-hmm. I understand that part. So my question is, if you're not technically going through the dome, because a boggle can technically reach up and down however it wants to. Like if it reaches up, a portal opens above it, and it can reach from the ground below. It can be at any position in space. So I was thinking, hey, you could steal shit that way and also slap the players whenever you felt like it. As long as you're 30 feet away. Well, it's a 10-foot radius dome, so as long as they're in the center, you can be 20 feet away. So... That is my question to our listeners. Does this work? If so, how would you use it to mess with your players? Are you slapping your spellcasters in their sleep? I would say it works because that is a racial ability, not a 
like a, it's not like a spell that the boggles are using, right? Uh, it's still magic, I would say, but that's that's we're not discussing this. Well, I'm just throwing out. So. An I'm just throwing out an yeah. option, okay? Write it in a fucking tweet. So. You know, tweet this. <laughs> tweet that. Yeah. So with that, I pass it off to Jamie, uh-huh. who's gonna talk about things. And I'm gonna stuff. talk about mer people. Mer people. Merfolk are mythical creatures. This is the actual like lore about them. This isn't D&D lore. Merfolk are mythical creatures having origins from all over the world. They have a human torso and head, and then the legs are a fishtail. The first stories appeared in ancient Assyria, in which the goddess Ateragadis It's a foreign word. Don't look at me that way. (laughs) Transformed herself into a mermaid out of shame for accidentally killing her human lover don't know how you accidentally killed him but it happens it happens peanut allergies (laughs) shellfish boggle oil coated cake (laughs) i like he was allergic i like the shellfish joke better anyway uh, (laughs) i got it i got it i got it you're good sometimes (laughs) sometimes they're described as evil and appear to appear to drown humans or benevolent and falling in love with humans but for the most part mermaids are just uh manatees and sailors are desperate for some loving (laughs) that good old sea cow loving sometimes when you haven't felt a warm embrace for a long time you just pick the biggest thing in the water that doesn't look like it'll eat you (laughs) They are very dumb. Are they? Oh, I don't know they are about so stupid. manatees. Fun fact, manatees have fingernails on their fins. That is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You're that welcome. makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think their brains are also smooth. I just want to see one flip its fin up and look at them now, like monitoring their fingernail growth. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. I'm like, oh my god, my fingernails are so shitty. This water makes them so weak. And <laughs> Anywho, um, cultures from all over the world uh, report mermaids or part human, part fish creatures and have different folklore and histories. Uh, so to the D&D version, it is found in the Monster Manual, page 218. It was first found in Sea of Falling Stars, created by Stephen Shend, S-C-H-E-N-D, so hmm, in 1999. So... He was a little slow on the draw because Disney beat him to it. Anyway, uh, merfolk are typically eight feet long, weighing 400 pounds, which really got me because I was like, eight feet long? Holy Christ. That's that's huge. And 400 pounds. So this is not a dainty aerial, like, mermaid. Would you do me? I do me. (laughs) This is a huge fucking fish. What was the dad? Triton? King Triton. King Triton. Ask me literally anything and I can tell you. <laughs> it was, I'm old. I, that I was five when that movie came out. I know everything about it. Anyway, um, they come in an assortment of colors for their scales uh, and their humanoid torso usually is like blue or green. They live in very small groups as kind of hunter gatherers and typically don't have large kingdoms. Although in some of the older lore, which was, I think, more of the books than the actual story, um, they did have merfolk kingdoms. They are amphibious. They can breathe air and water. When they're in combat, they have a spear attack for either melee or ranged, plus two to hit for five feet, uh, 20 to 60 is penalties on those. Uh, on a hit, they do three damage, uh, piercing or four piercing damage if they use it with two hands to make a melee attack. Their armor class is 11. They have 11 hit points. 
Gosh, they are so squishy. They're so they're squishy fishy. They are. Mm. <laughs> squishy fishy. Um, they're only kind of average at everything. Strength is 10. Dex is 13. Con is 12. Intelligence is 11. So is Wisdom. And Charisma is 12. And they speak Aquin and Common. And they're a 1-8th challenge rating. Hey, same as mine. Between oh. a Boggle. Well, if they fought on land, I think the Boggle would win because their speed. Where is it? I was listed as crawl speed. So their swim speed is 40 feet. Okay, yeah. It's great. Their land speed is 10 feet. Oh, yeah. Just because you're just doing the dead body crawl. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you. (laughs) The army crawl just up on this. Um, So I guess if I had to pose a question to the listeners, it's like, how do you involve Merfolk into your campaign? On land. No. (laughs) On land. Like, they would have to go very far under the sea to reach them if they were going underwater so hmm. and going on land just seems like a pain in the ass because they can only go 10 feet you could do kind of like a free willy situation like um, they're on an exhibit like sea world well my and thought to get them back to the ocean my thought because i'm bringing i know i say this every single time but i have plans for a mermaid in my campaign it was to have a magic item that made them human like gave them legs oh uh, they have to sign a contract feet. and not talk you know, they may have met an abolith who wrote up a contract. Maybe not. It's none of your business. <laughs> can't hold a pen underwater. So, oh, aboliths could get on land. But, uh, right? They can both be real slow on land and just... <laughs> I'm coming for you. Squish, 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 squish. <laughs> there you go. They have to drink their own pee. No. Mm-hmm. I don't want Kevin Costner in my <laughs> campaign. <laughs> He's a great actor. I just don't want it. Um, this is now also a playable race on D&D Beyond. Um, how, but how? Don't ask With a land speed of 10. Ask D&D Beyond. Because I thought it was true. Then I was like, no. And then I checked and it was like, yes. But with this uh, walking speed of 10 feet, you're always considered. And you're always considered prone. Because you can't stand. Um, so I wouldn't recommend it. Unless you had like a magic item that made you human. Like that's how Holy you have shit, to play it. Holy shit, it is real. Did you think I was I trust lying? You. I just wanted to see what I trust they you, got. but I'm going to check anyway. I know. I wanted to know. Aquan is a flowing musical language that carries well underwater. I bet it sounds like shit, like in Harry Potter, <laughs> like when, like when they uh, the are f- above ground. It sounds like. <laughs> That's uh, sorry, Garrett. But underwater, uh, it sounds so melodious <laughs> and nice. I would just like it if. Everywhere they went, like they they had like a dunk tank, and they just had it on wheels, and the whole party had to move them in a dunk tank everywhere they went. <laughs> this is our mermaid friend bucket. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Jimmy! You're so inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pick this race? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. This is true. Gosh, I couldn't even imagine playing because. I don't know how you would play that. If anyone has played it, please let me know how it went. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, if you do it only water setting or that just sounds boring. Have fun I mean, fighting sharks. <laughs> Sharknado. And, and oh, what's the Kraken? Kraken. Release it for your campaign. We had to watch that movie in history class. Um, Which movie? A Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. That was not a very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> The original one wasn't much better, but, you know, whatever. CGI got better. That's that was about it. Liam Neeson was in that, wasn't he? He was. He as was Zeus. Zeus. 
He said release the Kraken, didn't he? And Voldemort played a, um, which we'll call it, Hades. Really? Yeah. Ralph Fiends or Fiends? I don't, I'm not British. I don't know how to pronounce um, his name. Fiends. Fiends. I think. Fuck, I don't know. We don't, we're uneducated. If you're listening know. to this podcast. <laughs> oh, let us know how to pronounce your name. So don't look it up. Let him do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Drawings. Oh, okay, yeah. I was no. like, we actually we have actual things to do. Yeah, we've okay. to do our job. My so I was drawing mine, and then I realized I drew it too big for the little card that I have it on, so it doesn't have part of its face. Um, but you get the idea, and it's also kind of it's here. Just look at it. Okay, all right. Oh, very scaly. It's <laughs> well, a lot of fish scales and <laughs> just lips, just lips. That's all you get in this picture. It has picture. little chin. No and it has lips. Like the rest of its face is not there. There you go. It has very large birthing hips for not being able to do that. Squiggly. Have you ever... This goes out to the listeners, and I'm not as weird as I think I am, or maybe I am. How does a mermaid reproduce... Eggs. Spawn. Yeah. Because the way... Yeah. So it drops them somewhere. And eggs are sticky in fish sense, so... Well, if you have... Boggles. Boggle. (laughs) Boggle oil. You can put them wherever you want. They just adhere real nice and quick, like yeah. And then someone just comes by, and a dude just sprays his sperm all over it, and that's how uh, fish don't re- swim through that water. Oh, it's it's gross. You're gonna feel like you got boggle oil. So, uh, in the research facility I work in, there are people who have to spawn fish by hand. Yeah, they they squeeze Ew. fish eggs out, and then they're like, "Okay, fish male number one, your turn." And, oh, yep. gross. Yep. Imagine getting paid to make fish. <laughs> like To artificially inseminate fish, fish it's eggs? It's not artificial. I don't know how to describe that. But yeah, enjoy that tidbit of knowledge. To juice a fish? <laughs> That's essentially what's happening here. Better fish than like horses or cows. Oh, uh, yeah. That no. Yeah. no, no, no. I've seen the length of those gloves and I am not down. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. We live... Okay. We are from the South, so... What? No. Well, you're weird about us, like, giving any sort of defining information. Just go with our state. We're in Texas. We're in Texas. This is a real thing here. I know some people in any other place in the world may not know about that, but it's like a real paid job, and it's so gross. Gloves that go from your fingertips up past your shoulder where you just go all into these animals, and it's like... Don't cough. <laughs> Get the boggle oil. Oh, I'm sure. If I had if to I had stick to my arm up a horse's ass, you bet I'm going to get paid If you put it in the it. horse's ass, you're going to get fired. <laughs> Touche. I don't know why. It's just not pregnant. It's just like, well... <laughs> Can you imagine on the end of your contract why were you fired? Sodomized a horse <laughs> when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> you just have the dirtiest glove. <laughs> you take it out. Just yep. <laughs> your elbow deep in horse shit. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, anyway, hey, so okay. if you're interested in listening to us on your most convenient hold on, locations, hold what? On. I didn't do the picture. You didn't even look at my fucking picture. You, we started talking about. I'm sorry, started talking about artificial about, insemination. We were squeezing fish, and I was <laughs> fisting cows. I thought we were. I, we just got distracted. Okay, so your the bottle. Sea cow. <laughs> sea cow. I don't want to do that to a sea cow. Either. They have smooth brains. They're dumb as fuck. Maybe if I go. Shoulder deep in one, I can it. <laughs> this is a great boggle, by the way. Thank it you. looks so much like a goblin. It really does. It, does. it reminds me of, um, oh shoot, what uh, is that? Um, the one we watch. It's about Pathfinder. What? The show we watch about Pathfinder. Critical Role? To no. What's Critical this? Role is about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but they played. Yeah, what was about Pathfinder? With, with Don, uh, Dan Harmon. Oh, that's uh, Harmon Quest. Harmon Quest. It looks like What's-His-Face's little goblin character. A little bit, yes. Yeah. So I just want to show... I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Har- uh, oh, I can't remember his name either. What's his name? Okay. We do like your show. I though. am going to show them the actual picture of the book. And tell me, that does not look like Woody Harrelson's Harrelson. It does look like Woody Jaw- Harrelson. Harrelson. It's not Harrelson. It's because it has more sunk. Like, I think Woody Harrelson is fine. Like, not fine as in really hot, but whatever. Don't <laughs> judge Woody Harrelson. Sorry if you're listening. He has, like, a good chin like that. And, yeah, I can I see it. Fucking dares to tag and he's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's a teddy bear in that pile that he's stuck to. Yeah, he steals shit constantly. Wait, but, oh, there is a teddy bear. And yeah, a lot of skulls. Because so apparently fun. he's got a habit of putting babies and addicts in. Yeah, for fun. <laughs> Stealing their damn teddy bears. Yeah, doesn't that look like him? And that's why he says, where fuck are my Twinkies? Oh. From that one classic movie that should have gotten a sequel. Zombieland. <laughs> yep. We love you, Zombieland. Okay. Hey, if you are interested in listening to us, not off of our website, which if you're interested in listening to our website, we are on sweettndd.simplecast.fm because I'm too lazy to purchase a domain. I'm also a college student. I'm broke as fuck. So uh, we've got... That's the wrong tab. Don't look at that one. All right. So we've got a Twitter. It's it's porn. It's fish porn. (laughs) It's manatee facts. Uh, So it's... uh, Sweet T and D and D is our Twitter. It's also our Instagram. Uh, and you can also email us at sweet T and D and D at gmail.com. So if you have any comments about our questions we've proposed today, let us know. If, if you not, want to tell us how freaking dumb we sound laughing yeah. at about inseminating if that's porn animals, in, who fucking knows? So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to just keep rambling until someone tells me to stop. Say stop. St- stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, bye. bye. <laughs>